0: Meaningful. Silence is the story of a man who learns, so painfully, that God's love is more mysterious than he knows, that he leaves much more to the ways of men than we realize, and that he is always present even in his silence. For me, it is the story of one who begins on the path of Christ and who ends replaying the role of Christianity's greatest villain, Judas. He almost literally follows in his footsteps. In doing so, he comes to understand the role of Judas. This is one of the most painful dilemmas in all of Christianity. What was Judas's role? What was expected of him by Christ? What is expected of him by us today? With the discovery of the Gospel of Judas, these questions have become even more pressing. Endo looks at the problem of Judas more directly than any other artist I know. He understood that, in order for Christianity to live, to adapt itself to other cultures and historical moments, it needs not just the figure of Christ, but the figure of Judas as well. I picked up this novel for the first time almost twenty years ago. I have reread it countless times since, and I am now preparing to adapt it as a film. It has given me a kind of sustenance that I have found in only a very few works of art. I leave you with silence by the great Shusaku Endo, Martin Scorsese. Historical Note Christianity was first introduced to Japan by Francis Xavier, one of the co-founders of the Society of Jesus, the Jesuit Order, and two colleagues in 1549. For the next sixty years the Christian mission largely found favour in the Japanese court, although there were problems, notably the expulsion order of 1587 by the shogun Hideyushi and his later crucifixion of 26 Japanese Christians and European missionaries. In spite of this, by 1600 there were an estimated 300,000 Christian converts living in Japan. However, the arrival of English and Dutch Protestants, antagonistic to the Spanish-sponsored Jesuits, combined with the coming to power of the shogun Ieyasu, who wanted to destroy Christian influence in Japan, turned the situation violently against the Japanese Christians. In 1614 a second edict of expulsion was issued, this time ruthlessly enforced by Ieyasu and his successors. From 1614 to 1640 it is estimated that between 5,000 and 6,000 Christians were killed. After it was noted that burning offenders alive gave them a glorious martyrdom, the use of torture was introduced in an attempt to force Christians to apostatize, renounce their faith. In 1632, the Catholic world was shocked by the news that Father Cristovallo Ferreira, the Portuguese provincial and leader of the Jesuit mission in Japan, had apostatized and was even collaborating with the Japanese. By 1643, when silence is set, Christianity only survived in underground communities and was ruthlessly suppressed by the authorities wherever it was found. Prologue News reached the Church in Rome. Cristovao Ferreira, sent to Japan by the Society of Jesus in Portugal after undergoing the torture of the pit at Nagasaki, had apostatized. An experienced missionary, held in the highest respect, he had spent thirty-three years in Japan, had occupied the high position of provincial, and had been a source of inspiration to priests and faithful alike. He was a theologian, too, of considerable ability, and in the time of persecution he had secretly made his way into the Kamigata region to pursue his apostolic work. From here, the letters he sent to Rome overflowed with a spirit of indomitable courage. It was unthinkable that such a man would betray the faith, however terrible the circumstances in which he was placed. In the Society of Jesus, as well as the Church at large, people asked themselves if the whole thing were not just a fictitious report invented by the Dutch or the Japanese. Not that the Church at Rome was ignorant of the straitened circumstances in which the Japanese mission was situated. Letters from the missionaries had left no room for doubt. From 1587, the regent Hideyoshi, reversing the policy of his predecessor, had initiated a frightful persecution.